Y'all, we live in difficult times. There's war, political unrest, the pandemic, poverty, families being torn, communities ripped by gun violence and people dying every day. Police, injustice, it's all bringing so much pain. But y'all, we can look inside our minds and we can understand who we are, become better, and do this thing like we've never done it before. But it all starts with our mental health and I know we can do it. I believe in you because I believe in me and I believe in us. What up y'all, what up? And welcome to another episode of Therapy Is Life where thinking, feeling, and experiencing well-being is the name of the game. Today, we have with us Tony Miller, the mentoring mind coach, 11 years. Listen y'all, today's episode, I love it. It's called Just Don't Quit. Somebody out there today is struggling in their education and they feel like they're not gonna get through just don't quit. Somebody is having problems in their relationships and they feel that things are not going to work out. But I'm here to tell you, just don't quit. Somebody is having an addiction issue. They feel like they're trying and they're fighting, just trying to get to that place, but don't think they can make it to a place of sobriety. Just don't quit. To the entrepreneur out there, you're struggling. It seems like it's always ebbing and flowing. It don't seem like anything is truly going. Just don't quit to the person who wants to give up on life and don't think there's any solutions. We say to you today, just don't quit. Tony, how you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm so glad to be a part of this podcast. You know, we it's been in the planning stages for a while, and now we're here. I'm looking forward to giving the people as much wisdom as I can and to help somebody make that transition so that they don't quit. Yes, man. Thank you, man. I've been knowing you for a long time. I consider you a mentor and a friend and advisor, someone I always looked up to and respected, man. And I appreciate you being here with me on today. So, Tony. Yeah. You know, I know that you have a lot to say about this. I like to think about, you know, success and failure together because I think they, they go together. It's hard to think about one without the other. So... If you could define in your professional opinion or personal opinion, what success and failure is, what would you say? Well, let me start with failure. A lot of times people have a goal in mind, and I call it the three P's, the plan, the process, and the promise. Where a lot of people fail or give up is in the process because the plan, that could be relatively easy. So I got an idea. I have a, a sense of how I want to accomplish it. And then they go put in the work to do it. But then when they get into it, they put in the work, they run into obstacles, roadblocks, detours, people over-promising and under-delivering. And it gets them to feel in a certain type of way. Then they get to thinking like, hey, man, I don't think I can do this. Or I can't do this. This is too much. I can't handle this. This is too much stress. Man, I'm just going to go back to doing what I was doing before. The process is where most people throw in the towel. The process is when you talk about couples throwing the towel in the process because they can be, you know, when you get married, 
it's like, hey, we got this planning for this big wedding, or it could be a smaller, medium-sized wedding. That can be kind of fun. The actual wedding, besides the stress of walking down that aisle, it can be kind of fun. And then the reception, oh my goodness, everybody's having a ball at the reception. Then you go do the honeymoon, and that's fun. But then you got to come back and you got to live life, and that's when the process starts. And if you don't have the right mindset or the right heart, you might throw in the towel. So understanding that failure is a part of success. You have to stumble. You have to drop the ball. You have to drop the bag in order to get to the other side, which is the promise or success. And let me say, where most people get depressed or start to feel angry or anxiety is this. It's the difference between where you are and where you want to be. When you think where you want to be is unobtainable, that's when most people quit. Hey, could I say something on that? So sure. what I hear right now you're saying is something I, you have to believe. You have to have hope that you can actually do it. I would oftentimes say that if you don't actually feel it in your heart and your mind and your soul that you can accomplish something, it makes it so much harder to accomplish it because the motivation necessary to continue to go through the failures to achieve your goal it becomes so far away and so distant for you that you get caught up in a place of can't. I can't because you don't see yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally getting there. So I agree with you so much on that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I want to. No, no, no. That, that helps. And so success is like what you just said. Let me piggyback off what you said. It's your, your soul, even down to your organs, McGee, your liver, your pancreas, your kidneys, all of that stuff feels the pain of trying to get to your goal as well as the success. And when I say the third P is the promise, remember the plan, the process, and the promise. The promise is the fulfillment of what you had in your mind, what you had in your heart, what you had in your soul, the idea, the concepts, the values that came along with it. It's seeing it with your eyes. It's feeling it in you know, in your skin is feeling it and seeing it. And then if you have a support system around you, it's them congratulating you, you on it. Let me say one thing before I quit on this one. One of the things when it comes to success, the brain has this mechanism in it that sometimes it tricks us. So if you have an idea, you have a goal, you have something you want to achieve, you want to be better at being a better father, you want to be a better husband, a better engineer, better at your job, whatever you want to be better at, whatever you want success in, the brain sometimes will trick us too early. Sometimes it's better not to tell people what you want to achieve because if they're rooting for you, then they're going to say, oh, that's so good. I knew you could always do it. I knew you was going to be somebody. You know, you if anybody can do it, you can do it. But what happens is in that moment, your brain says, it gets all high. It gets all like you achieved it, but you mm. haven't done a thing mm. but verbalize the thing that you wanted to do, the success that you were going for. And if we're not careful, that high of hearing somebody reinforce or say good job or that a boy or that a girl, then we won't put forth the effort to mm. actually make it happen. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That is powerful. So we'll get some feeling of success. We'll live in that. 
and we actually won't do the work to really get to the place we're actually trying to go because we have this feeling of this euphoria like oh i've accomplished this that's yes. that's that that's good tony that's good that's good let me ask you this about failure because here's the thing i oftentimes feel like based on what you just said and I, and things i've learned over the years and working with people we live in what we call a click button society it used to be a microwave or a vcr now we have everything kind of like easy access yeah and we think about being successful and having good marriages or being a good entrepreneur or doing anything and being successful we think about it in like click well i can just do this so when we talk about this person that hears about being successful or get praise they feel like they're there because maybe on some level we live in an environment where everything is supposed to be instant access but in reality let me say this i meet people just about every day that have depression who have anxiety or have other challenges and what i hear them say often is i haven't achieved my goals I, you know, I want to buy a house. I want to have a successful business. I want to have a, a successful marriage or relationship, or there's other things they want to be able to do. And they become very depressed or anxious because they haven't accomplished it yet. And yet when you begin to evaluate where they at and what they have done, honestly, I'm going to be frank. They haven't done enough, but mm. they're already feeling like they should be there. And oftentimes I'm saying to them, look, you have a plan. You're working on it, so just don't quit. But when they think about failure, I hear them looking at themselves and their failures and defining themselves so deeply by their failure in a way that they put themselves down, not recognizing that failure is a part of the process. So I'm asking you, how do you help people see that failure is necessary and a part of the process to find success? I kind of touched on it, so let's go a little bit deeper. Yes. When I talk about the process, that's where all the misunderstanding of ourselves happens. That's where the confusion happens, because if you think about it, when you say click, the click society, I click on this, I'm in Google, and I can find what I'm looking for in 4.3 seconds. Then I can go on to the next thing. And if I need to find something else, I can go on a different website. I can click on it. Or if I got my remote control, I can click on power, turn to channel 17, and there's my answer. So like we talked about before we got on air today, technology can work for you when it's working. But when it's not working, that's when we kind of think differently about it. But success and failure, they go together like a hand in glove. They're intricately tied together. You can't have one without the other. If we talk about marriage, you can't have some days where husband and wife are talking and they can't agree on this one thing. You can't have that without two days later or whenever the issue is resolved. Husband and wife have made passionate love with one another. The next day is full of bliss. They're sitting together. They're talking. They're walking on the beach. They're making plans for the future. Those go hand in hand. The failure exactly. of we, we couldn't get any ground on this thing that goes with, hey, we're planning a trip to Florida. We're planning a trip to Venice. They go to Venice and have a marvelous time. But the disagreements, 
the heartaches, the feeling mm -hmm. like this relationship isn't going to work. They go together. So you have to understand that they go together. You have to answer your question. This is a long-winded route to answer your question. You just have to understand that they go together. Right. They go together. So let me ask you this. Yeah, they do go together. Do you think sometimes, I know when failure means I'm not going to be able to take care of my kids or I'm not going to be able to pay my mortgage or make that car note payment or I'm going to lose my business. Oftentimes those things are so serious for us that it's hard for us to look at failure and just see it as a step in the process because our life is going to be really changed by these things, these devastating things. However, these things, these failures are starting points, a learning point to help us move forward and move to a greater place. I think about, you know, failing times in my life. And I look at where I'm at now, you know, 10 years later, having my own practice. And I can say, hey, I lost my car before. I almost was evicted before. I had some other troubles before. Failing allowed me to learn some things in the process that helped me to be a better person. I, and you can give me your thoughts on this. I oftentimes try to encourage people to believe that their failures will actually help them be better in their process because it, it provides them wisdom and understanding that will make them better. Absolutely. So it's three things we can do when we feel like we have failed. Number one, we can blame somebody. If you hadn't done this, then I wouldn't be in this situation. And a lot of times people blame. We can justify, oh, the reason why I did this and I made these decisions is because my mother was this type of person and I didn't know my father and my life was kind of hard growing up. So I didn't have all the knowledge and wisdom that I needed to make the decision. So I made it based on what I was taught, what I gathered from the people who was around me the most, which was my mother. And so that's why I failed. The third thing we can do is we can accept it. The reason why I failed is I made a wrong decision. I made a decision that wasn't the best, but in, in my mind at the time, it was a good decision, but it just didn't work out. And you know what? I'm going to own it. I'm going to accept that I didn't choose right this time. Because remember, we are not perfect. Exactly. So in our wisdom, we may think we're making the right decision, but it may not be the right decision. And we have maybe limited consequences, but we have to be able to accept those consequences. And like you just said, when we can accept the consequences in the process, then we can learn and build on it. And exactly. One more, thing, one more thing. Sometimes we think we're failing because we're comparing ourselves to someone who we think is more successful. Wait a minute. Say that again. Say that again. <laughs> we look at other people's highlight reels and we think, oh, man, I ain't nothing. My life is miserable. I shouldn't even try. Look at so-and-so. Look how high they climbing. But that's their life. And we don't know what they went through to get to that level. We don't know what pain they experienced. Just like us. When we make our climb and people on the outside looking in, they see us. They don't know what we went through unless we share it with them. Exactly. Hey, you know what, Tony, with that being said, I think one of the things about success and failure is the fact that we spend so much time looking at other people 
And we get marketed to so much around things that will judge our success and failure based on what other people are doing, what they have, what we don't have. And we won't stop and look at where we at and realize that we actually might be doing pretty good for ourselves. Yeah. And that's usually the case. We typically are doing good for ourselves. And here's something I want to say. So I'm not hating on this group of people and they're called celebrities. I try not to get my wisdom or my direction for life when I'm trying to learn something from celebrities because celebrities have been chosen. They have been chosen and they are at a certain level. And so what can a celebrity tell me about being a better father about my finances when they make a million dollars for being in, say they're an actor, they may make $2 million for being in a picture. Right. Well, I can't really go to them to get my idea what success is because they're at that level up there. Right, exactly. I have to climb my own ladder, not their ladder, my ladder. And another thing with success is you have a relationship with God. You can get your idea of success from that, too. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. That's so important. So we measure ourselves against people that we shouldn't instead of measuring ourselves from within ourselves and I higher power. So, yes. So with that being said, Tony, when people look at failure, maybe we oftentimes take failure and we are too critical of it. We look at it as a bad thing. We define our sense of purpose around it. So if I failed at something, it means I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm inadequate. I'm intelligent. And I'm incapable. We start all this self-messaging. We start putting all this stuff out there when we fail. Instead of realizing failure will happen despite whatever our abilities or skills are, failure will happen. Because look, if I don't have all the resources in the world, but I'm out here every day working and trying to make a life for me and my family, and, and I'm doing something, things gonna happen that's out of my control, like the pandemic. So you mean to tell me I'm no good because the pandemic happened and it stuck my business? Like I was fortunate being a therapist, it helped me, right? But for many people, it shut their businesses down. Yeah, and speaking of therapists, the pandemic helped a lot of people in our industry and it opened the people who kind of regulate how we do therapy in our state. It gave us the opportunity to see people without them meeting us face to face. Exactly. That was a major success. And now that we're more open, society has opened up in our state, Ohio, we can still see people through video. Exactly. And more people are open to doing therapy now. Yeah. Um, and, and particularly, I got to give my, I got to holler out to the brothers out there. They, they're really starting to come to therapy a whole lot more. Appreciate that. And, and saying that sometimes things will happen that will hinder us. But on the other hand, it might help someone else. But we shouldn't see our failures as things that define us only as different types of opportunity that maybe is adversarial towards us personally, but it's actually meant to help us grow. We're going to continue this discussion in our next episode. Stay tuned.